Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811. This is Radio Free America. Two arrests, and attacks on a Capitol Hill police officer who later died under reasons that the FBI won't tell us. Uh, who's been arrested for the murders and attacks all last summer? On police officers, on private citizens, and so on. Do we know their names? No, we don't know anything about them. Just thought I'd point that out. But that's not the subject of my top of the program here. We live uh, in a republic. This nation was founded as a republic. It was not founded as a pure democracy. It was not founded as a parliament. It was not founded as a monarchy. It was not founded as an autocracy. There's a big difference between the American Revolution and the French Revolution. The American Revolution was a revolution against governmental tyranny. The French Revolution was a revolution against French society. That is, the French Revolution took up pretty much the ideology of Rousseau, where the Society must be focused all the time, not on the needs of the individual, not on protecting the individual, not on individual sovereignty, but on the general will and the common good. The problem is the general will and the common good have different definitions for different people. And yet they all think they're righteous in putting down the individual and putting down the individual's freedom and free will for the general will and the common good. That was the French Revolution. They destroyed their own society. That was not the American Revolution. Again, the American Revolution wasn't about destroying the American society. It was about defending it. 
hugely different revolutions. But what you see going on today is a form of the French Revolution against the American Revolution. What you see happening today, and I'll continue to say this until the backbenchers on cable TV and radio begin to regurgitate it, is a form of a Marxist autocracy. Now, our Constitution was set up a certain way for a reason, which is exactly why it's under attack by the hardcore left and by their voices in the media, such as the New York Times and the 1619 Project. The same New York Times that sat on information during the course of the Holocaust, the same New York Times that provided propaganda in defense of Stalin as he was wiping out millions of Ukrainians, that New York Times, utterly unreliable and contemptible, we have under our constitutional system, and it is the only legitimate form of government in America, our Constitution. Anything else is not legitimate. That means whatever comes to be or whatever is coming to be is illegitimate if it doesn't comply with the constitutional system. We have separation of powers. The framers of the Constitution didn't invent separation of powers, although we're really the only government and the biggest government that put such a a model in place. And thank God for that. It had been mentioned by John Locke, who had an enormous influence on the colonists during the revolutionary period, but it was explicitly provided by Montesquieu, who had an enormous influence on the framers during the constitutional period. Separation of powers, the purpose of which is to have a functioning government, but to protect the individual. To avoid two things, rule by the mob, as they saw in the French Revolution, and rule by the monarchy, which they revolted against. So against autocracy and against the mob of pure democracy. And they developed a republic. Separation of powers, it's right in your constitution, Article 1, Article 2, Article 3. Checks and balances all through the constitution. Later on, they would add a Bill of Rights, the specific purpose of which is to defend the individual against this federal government that they created. And in addition, they were very concerned that the states retain the vast majority of power and that the individual retain their unalienable rights. The Ninth Amendment is effectively referencing the Declaration of of, uh, Independence. And the Tenth Amendment is upholding the notion of federalism. The Tenth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment, have been under savage attack by the left for our century. Because their ideology, which is an offshoot of Marxism, progressivism, demands conformity and uniformity and centralization. And so they have literally spent a century trying to destroy the construct of the Constitution. And they're out of the closet now. Totally out of the closet. You have the First Amendment that's intended to protect religious liberty. We saw in the last one past year that religion wasn't protected. That totalitarian rogue governors targeted religious institutions. 
And we saw, shockingly, that there were even members of the United States Supreme Court that supported it. Freedom of speech under the First Amendment is under absolute attack. The Second Amendment, the attack is constant. Constant. They lie about the amendment. They lie about what it says. They lie about the history of it. Endless efforts to degrade your Second Amendment rights and to diminish that part of the Bill of Rights. Always proclaiming in a self-righteous way that they're doing it for the people. They're doing it for the safety of the people. They're doing it in the name of the people. But they never propose amendments, have you noticed? They insist on doing it by executive fiat or statute or judicial fiat. If you're going to change the Constitution, you must amend the Constitution. And there's two processes for that. One of which is ignored, Convention of States. And the other of which requires two-thirds of both houses of Congress to send it to the states and three-fourths to ratify. But they can't get two-thirds in both houses. And they certainly can't get three-fourths of the states. So what do they do? They change the Constitution anyway. That is illegitimate. What's under attack right now? The entire Republican system is under attack. When Joe Biden sits in the Oval Office and signs one executive order after another, which fundamentally alters one part of our culture or society after another, his conduct is unconstitutional. And don't hand me Supreme Court decisions. I don't give a damn. I can read the Constitution far better than most of them. And I know the history of the Constitution far better than most of them. Half of them are activists. At least six of them are activists, which means damn the Constitution. So what do they do, our framers, our brilliant framers? They set up this electoral college system, which they eventually agreed to near the end of the process. And they set it up to make sure that people would participate. That the state legislatures would have the biggest say. And that ultimately, Congress would count the electors. So the people were involved. The state legislatures were involved, and ultimately Congress was involved. But they had their roles. It wasn't Congress is involved and tells everybody else what to do. No. And yet that's exactly what's going on today, as the tyrannical left seeks to impose its will and to ensure that forevermore the tyrannical left, which has a death grip on the Democrat Party, has the first say and the final say on all matters. What did they do? They created a bicameral legislature, not a one-cameral legislature, a House of Representatives, the only federal body that's directly elected every two years. And those districts are determined by the state legislatures in the states. And the Democrats want to do away with that. They want technocrats, who they will control, of course, to decide how congressional, political districts are determined. They want to take the power away from the state legislatures. They want to take the power away from the state legislatures in every aspect of voting. Then they created a Senate. What was the purpose of the Senate? The purpose of the Senate was to give the state legislatures representation in the Congress. The state legislatures representation in the Congress. 
Well, at the beginning of the last century, with the big push by the progressive movement, we had the 17th Amendment. Fundamentally altered the nature of the United States, and in my view, made it irrelevant. So the direct election of senators, rather than the legislatures determining how senators would be appointed. So now the states have no say in the federal government whatsoever. They're the playthings of the bureaucrats. They're the playthings of a guy like Biden who is signing executive orders. They have no say whatsoever in the federal system. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think there's a single state that would have ratified the Constitution under those circumstances? Absolutely not. Not one of them. Not one of them. Gun rights are under attack. Immigration is specifically addressed in the Constitution. The state, excuse me, the Congress is supposed to set the rules for immigration. But the Congress do not, does not set the rules for immigration. When you have Joe Biden issuing executive orders and creating anarchy and chaos on our border, and he won't even hold a press conference to discuss it. He won't even take a single question to discuss it. This is worse than a king or a queen because there is the patina or the facade or the fig leaf of a representative republic when the president of the United States will not, will not address the American people through questions and answers other than created speeches that he reads and barely coherently. Private property rights under the Fifth Amendment. You know there's a takings clause. That if the federal government takes your property, you have a right to a fair market value for it. But the courts change that. So we have these massive regulatory takings. We have all kinds of impositions by the federal government, Congress, and the president on small businesses, medium businesses, and large businesses that affect their property rights, and they're not compensated. A clear violation of the Fifth Amendment. Freedom of the press. We don't have a free press. I wrote the book. It's an unfree press. It is a press that represents a single party. It is a press that is ideological. It is a press that hates our country, hates the Constitution. It is a press that walks lockstep in line with the radical left and the Democrat Party. It is a Praetorian Guard that has absolutely no interest, no interest in getting to the truth and getting facts or defending our founding principles. None. We have a massive bureaucracy unaccountable to everyone. And yet the Democrats and the left keep giving them more and more power. Critical race theory, critical gender theory, critical whatever theory you can fill in the blank with, which is a racist theory. A racist theory. It's what it is. It is now to be not only digested by Democrats throughout the bureaucracy, excuse me, by uh, bureaucrats throughout the uh, government, but it is to be promoted in everything they do. We know that because Biden just signed an executive order directing that that be done. They're talking about a, a wealth tax. A wealth tax, of course, is unconstitutional. You've already been taxed on your wealth. You put it aside, you purchase a home, you purchase a painting, you purchase a car, whatever. That's the net after you've paid all these taxes. Look at your payroll stuff. After you've paid all these taxes, now they want a wealth tax, but only on the richest, don't worry. 
You better worry, because if this becomes a fact, it will affect you. They're not really interested in the rich. They're interested in you, controlling the masses. We have a death tax. They want a wealth tax. We have all kinds of taxes. They want to massively increase taxes. Massively increase the debt. Massively increase the power of the central government. Defy the Constitution's limits. And that's where we are. Now, I want to address this further when I return. I'll be right back. in. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing Truth and Defending Liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Let's continue. The federal government today is the largest employer Insurer, pension provider, landowner, landlord, consumer, creditor, and debtor. There are articles today all over the place for Joe Biden and his people. And I've told you about this even without these articles. I've told you this weeks ago. Wants to be a bigger so-called progressive than LBJ and FDR. That massive spending bill that came through, ladies and gentlemen, was a disgusting disgrace. They lied through their teeth. They rushed it through so you wouldn't know what's in it. There's more in there now than we even thought. You and I are paying off heavy debt on union pensions. We're paying off heavy debt on public sector union pensions. We're paying off the debt of Democrat cities and states. Joe Biden is changing our labor rules. He's changing all the rules to protect his base. I've got more. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, 
commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Plastic Conservative Fire. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Welcome back. Capitalism is under attack on every front. Border security and America's sovereignty is under direct assault. Private property rights, a wealth tax, really? Under direct assault. Your right to bear arms. That's what it says. Under direct attack. If you're not a minority in this country, shockingly enough, you're under attack. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your children. There's something wrong with your grandchildren. They're all bigots. They're all racists. And they're all privileged. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? Colorblind society, Martin Luther King, are you kidding me? Today, that's a joke. That's laughed off every day. Your children have been abused horribly by Democrats and their unions for the last year. Horribly. For the last year. And they're subsidized by Joe Biden and the Democrats. 50-50 in the Senate, that's what they have. That's why they want to get rid of the filibuster rule. Now, I touched on this on Life, Liberty, and Living in my opening monologue. In Republic. In Republic, with all the checks and balances, the separation of powers, the respect under our Bill of Rights for the individual and so forth, You're supposed to be deliberative, take your time, participatory, and representative. Is that how you feel in the first 60 days of the Biden administration? Do you feel like you were lied to by Joe Biden, who said, socialist, are you kidding? I'm a moderate. Everybody knows me. I'm Lunch Bucket Joe from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He never goes to Scranton, Pennsylvania. Unless he's making a campaign stop there to try and win Pennsylvania. He never goes to Pennsylvania, period, unless it's Philadelphia. All these protections in the Constitution, all these firewalls in the Constitution are intended to slow things down, to prevent mobocracy, to to prevent the centralized iron fist, so the body politic can participate in the process. That's the whole point of the filibuster to slow things down so we, the people, have some say. So they want to eliminate the filibuster. They're not having committee hearings. There are fences with Bob wire and 2,600 now to 5,000 National Guardsmen. They're not protecting the Capitol building. They're preventing you and me, the taxpayers, the citizenry, who have no intention of doing anything violently, from peacefully protesting 
from meeting with our members of Congress, from observing them in the uh, gal in the galleries and so forth in the galleries rather. We have no representative or participatory government going on, ladies and gentlemen. You have a president signing fiats. You have a House of Representatives hatching laws in Nancy Pelosi's office. You have Democrats voting for other Democrats under a proxy rule that was put in place due to the coronavirus. They claim still in place. You do not have hearings in which legislation is worked out between and among the parties and where we can participate and call our members of Congress. What's going on today is not republicanism. It's not even democracy. And it sure as hell isn't constitutionalism. So what is it? What is it? It's tyranny. Now what happens because I speak the truth? Because I'm somebody who understands American history and quite frankly, world history. What happens is we have people who are very superficial and surface level who are paid to attack me or who are paid in newspapers to defend Biden and the Democrats and what exists on the left. And so if somebody does something stupid, it'll be Mark's fault. I don't want anybody to do anything stupid. But we have to talk about what's going on here. This is not a joke. This is our country. And your input is almost non-existent. Which is why they want to destroy the franchise, the electoral process. That's what they want to do. And they're doing it in the name of black Americans and Latino Americans who have nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this. You have demagogues galore. Not just in the Democrat Party, but in the media. In academia. And several in the Republican Party, like Adam Kingsinger, or Lynn Cheney, or Mitt Romney, or Lisa Murkowski, and Ben Sass. These are demagogues. They spent more time attacking Donald Trump than they do confronting Joe Biden. Adam Kingsinger the other day actually voted for one or both of these gun control bills. He's lied to his constituents from the day he set foot in the House of Representatives as a Tea Party Kennedy. So these are grave threats to our liberty. And you know it. And they have consequences so many that they can't be cataloged. I have a piece here. But before I get into this, I have dear friends who have a very wonderful restaurant in Florida. They don't make a lot of money. They struggle every week. And they work their butts off. They work (coughs) so hard, morning, noon, and night. And these are patriots. They love this country. They couldn't open Friday. Not because they wouldn't have a lot of customers. They would. But because they couldn't find any help. They couldn't get a waitstaff put together. You see, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow the first $1,400 so-called stimulus checks go out. And so what people are doing is they're not working. 
$300 on top of unemployment benefits. Never before has the federal government paid unemployment benefits, but now they do. They're waiting for the $15 minimum wage, which in Florida is going to happen because the people here brilliantly voted for it. And because of this massive spending, you're going to see interest rates go up. Now, my gasoline prices have gone up 50% since Joe Biden was president of the United States. 50%. For no reason whatsoever. Other than Joe Biden is going to start choking off supply. What kind of president is that? But here's a piece. 40% of small business owners are having trouble filling job openings. 40%. I want to give attribution to the right people here. It's from Fee, F-E-E dot com. Dot org, rather. F-E-E dot org. A great site, by the way. Ironically, the government's response to unemployment has actually prolonged and created it. Hannah Cox, whopping 40% of small business owners were unable to fill job openings last month, a seven-point increase from January. Can you imagine what's going to happen now? This comes from the NFIB, a small business advocacy group. The inability to fill jobs comes in spite of the fact that 25% of small businesses increased compensation during the same period. But they can't compete with the federal government, ladies and gentlemen. These small businesses have been on their backs. They're now starting to stand up in some states. In a lot of states, the governor still has their foot on their throat. But as they're starting to come back, they're getting whacked and whacked over again. Employers are feeling the crunch with 24% claiming labor quality is their top business problem. Another 51% reported few or no qualified applicants for positions they sought to fill. A statistic made all the more troubling as economists predict millions of new jobs by the end of the year. These findings are shocking, given the current unemployment numbers in the country, which hover somewhere between 10 million and 18 million out of work. The government doesn't know exactly, of course, or over 6%. So where are the workers? Several factors could influence. The long-delayed reopening of schools has placed a tremendous burden on families. The lack of child care has been especially harmful for working women. Globally, women have lost their jobs during the pandemic at a rate 1.8 times greater than men and are unlikely to work, to return to work anytime soon. Others, particularly those with pre-existing health conditions, may be fearful about resuming daily activities. But all things considered, the federal government's increase and extension of jobless benefits is likely playing an outsized role in the decision many Americans are making to stay home. And now this was written before the stimulus checks are going up. Prior to the pandemic, the average person on unemployment received $378 a week. And most states offered benefits for a period of 26 weeks or less. But then Congress stepped in, began passing relief bills, and expanded the numbers vastly. At the height of the pandemic, individuals were paid $600 a week by the federal government, giving the average collector a weekly rate with state and federal monies of $978 for an extended period of 39 weeks. That's about $50,000 over a year. The country's clearly on the other side of the crisis. Millions are being vaccinated. Case numbers and hospitalizations are both down. But then they pass the biggest spending bill in American history. And they wrap it up 
behind what? The coronavirus. And even before they passed it, I said, this is so bogus, it's unbelievable. It's so bogus, it's unbelievable. And that's why they're doing it as fast as they can. And now we have reports, maybe I'll get to them, maybe I won't, that they want to institutionalize these changes. So it's not just for the virus, but it's for all time. That was always the game plan. So here we have a republic where these politicians are lying to us about what they're doing, openly, openly lying to the American people whom they are bankrupting. And the media openly protecting them and covering for them while our, our children and our grandchildren are going to be affected by this long after we're dead. I'll be right back. Mark Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires an educated people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years. It continues these efforts today. Not only its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses, its support of classical K-12 through charter schools, and its other outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit the college to preserving civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. This learning includes the Constitution and the laws of nature and nature's God, as described in the Declaration of Independence. It includes America's great heritage of liberty that too often today is falsely derided or denied. Hillsdale's motto? Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. It will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Under the rubric of the coronavirus... Biden tomorrow, the next day, is going to be issuing new labor workplace rules. And the big union bosses, I'm not saying the union members, the big union bosses are thrilled because it's basically all their demands. We changed our voting system, ladies and gentlemen, because the coronavirus, mail-in voting, remember? But not really. It was the coronavirus because now we have H1, HR1S1. I hope you watched Levin TV excuse me, Life, Liberty, and Levin, or Levin TV, where we've explained this. So we're going to fundamentally destroy the franchise. They use the cover of the virus. We're going to fundamentally destroy workers' rights, in the name of workers, of course, because the big private sector unions that are bleeding membership want to force people to be members. These spending projects that were in the latest $2 trillion bill last week, are now going to be permanent entitlements. But of course it was because of the virus, but they're going to be permanent entitlements. As they continue to burn down our republic. And I want to thank the Supreme Court for sitting on the sidelines in their little cloistered world as they eat their tuna fish sandwiches during their their lunch conferences, 
And I can just hear John Roberts now, you know, Clarence, we really shouldn't get involved in politics here, you know, Clarence. Uh, my view is we, we just wait this out and hope that it passes. And besides, you know, Clarence, they really want to they really want to fundamentally alter what the Supreme Court and the judiciary is like. We better not jump in in the middle of this, you know. And I can hear Clarence, we have a constitutional responsibility to uphold the Constitution. It says what it says. That's our job. Come what may. Well, Clarence, you know, you're very, very interesting and quaint in your views. And we know you're kind of an outlier there, Clarence. But, you know, I'm John Roberts. I'm Hollywood John. I know how to pull together majority here. I use the three stiffs on the left here. Plus, Kavanaugh now has been scared out of his wits. And apparently, Coney, too. She's the biggest disappointment. She's the, she's the biggest disappointment, in my view. Let's quickly go to Sergio, Miami, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. Sergio, how are you, sir? Thank you, Mark, yes. for taking my call. You bet. I got to tell you this, man. I uh, just heard you about a couple that uh, they couldn't have uh, people to open the restaurant. They had to shut down Friday because they couldn't get any waiters or waitresses. Okay, let me tell you. I went to work yesterday at 11 o'clock. I'm still awake. I cannot find anybody to work. It is... It, it, I, I, I don't know how to explain this to the people of America. That uh, I'm from Nicaragua, and I came, and I make my dream come true. I have my franchise in the 7-Eleven. Remember what Joe Biden said about... The people that work with Seven Eleven that offended me. Mm. You, you know, you don't speak Indian. No, sir, I don't. I'm kidding. You no, know, you're Nicaraguan. You speak Spanish and English. Yes, I do. I, yeah, I do. I do. And uh, but my point is, I want to send a message to the people of uh, of America that what the Democrat Party had become radical. I saw this happen in my country. They they destroy the people that uh, they, 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 they give an mm. opportunity. The government will never give you an opportunity for you to move on. Never. Mm-hmm. If I have a 7-Eleven, let me tell you, Mark, if I make good, if I make good, I can have enough money. And I said to my manager, hey, look. Let's open another store, and he can move on to the ladder. The government will never give you a ladder to move up. So never. True. What, what is the government giving you a ladder? Ask yourself this. Is the government giving you a ladder to move up for you and your family to move up and, and for you to have a good family? I came poor here. I'm in Dade County. Dade County has become blue completely. Completely. Okay? When I moved here in 82, Dade County was a Republican. They voted Republican. But now, it's, it's, it's completely blue, Democrat. You know, you know I, I've got to go just because we're about to break at the top of the hour. But I'm going to tell you something, Sergio. If you look at every aspect of what the Democrats are doing, they're systematically looking at every part of our culture, every part of our society, and trying to buy it buy it, trying to own it, and then trying to impose their will, the Democrat Party's will, on the rest of the country. 
That's what they're trying to do. They don't believe in federalism. They don't believe in individual will or freedom. They don't believe in any of that stuff. So they are raining money on Americans, raining money down on Americans. They are strengthening the different constituent groups in their base. And they're using government power to do that and expand their authority because that's what tyrannies do. The Democrat Party has learned something. We've got Warren, we've got Sanders, we have AOC, we've got all of them. These are neo-Marxists, if not Marxists. They know exactly what they're doing. And in a free society, in a Republican form of government, the problem is, and I've said it over and over again, we haven't figured out how to protect freedom from tyranny since tyranny uses freedom to destroy it. And that's exactly what they're doing, in my opinion. Thank you for your call, Sergio. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's quite obvious that Biden would never be able to defund or eliminate ICE, which, of course, has been a uh, neo-Marxist dream. So instead of that, they've overwhelmed ICE. Uh, And in so many respects, they've destroyed ICE, telling them to stand down in the face of an overwhelming number of people coming here illegally at Joe Biden's suggestion. Same with the Border Patrol. Overwhelmed. So there are ways to do these things, and I've talked about it over and over and over again during my almost 20 years on radio and before, on Cloward and Piven, the two Marxist professors. Overwhelm the system, collapse the system, then blame the system as you grab power. It's that simple. And I'm waiting for the backbenchers in broadcasting to start repeating that. And they should. And they should. But Biden, in a way, gave it away the other day, Friday, actually, at the White House. And here, in part, is what he said. Cut for a go. And the theory was, we've all heard it, and especially the last 15 years, the theory was cut taxes and those at the top and the benefits they get. No, no, no. Let's stop. Stop with the Marxist bullcrap. My income, your income, whomever's income, whether you're a multi-billionaire or you're just getting by, is your money. You earned it through your labor. And your labor can be physical labor. It can be brain power. It can be a mixture of the two. But that represents your physical and intellectual labor, which further represents... The time you spend on this planet doing whatever you do, presumably honestly, pay your taxes and contribute to society. You see, we have it upside down now. The people on the dole who make demands, 
they're apparently contributing to the society. The people who are working hard and paying taxes, they're ripping us off, you see? That's how it works. That's how the propaganda works. The purpose of taxation isn't to make rich people poorer and poor people richer. The purpose of taxation is to fund the legitimate and only the legitimate activities of the federal government. The purpose isn't to settle Marxist scores. We don't have classes in this country. We never have. Except if you listen to the Democrats and the media, the rich versus the poor, the middle class versus this. It's constant. This race versus that race. The elderly versus the millennials. And on and on and on. But capitalism for the individual is the best system imaginable because poor can become rich, rich can become poor. You're free. And in a free society, capitalism is the only model, the only model that makes your freedom and your freedom to do as you wish possible. None of the other models make it possible. That's not to say you can have a capitalist or quasi-capitalist system under a regime. You can have that. But you cannot have freedom, individual freedom without capitalism. You can't have it. That's why capitalism wasn't created by somebody. Capitalism, it just is. It's the voluntary exchange of currency for goods or goods for goods or currency for currency. So we're not talking about trickle-down economics or anything of the sort. You have a moral right to most of what you've earned. And some hack politician who has been on the public payroll his entire life, who collects a pension this day as a result of your tax dollars, whose medical care is covered by you, for him to sit back and make decisions about who should have what, what do you think the framers of the Constitution, or before them, what do you think the revolutionaries would have thought of that? Go ahead. Down to everyone. Well, you saw what trickle-down does. We've known it for a long time. Well, I'll this- tell you what trickle-down does. Nitwit. The greatest economic growth we've had twice in my lifetime, first under Reagan, who had the most massive tax cut in American history. top rate down to 27%. Massive cuts in the corporate income tax. Massive cuts in capital gains taxes. Accelerated write-offs across the board. It only created 25 million jobs. The greatest explosion of economic growth. It even leached into the Clinton era where he took credit for it. The world had never seen anything like it. And he won by two massive landslides. So it clearly wasn't just for the rich. 25 million jobs. Was that just for billionaires? Good jobs. And then we saw under Donald Trump, same thing, massive tax cuts. An explosion of economic growth before the China virus. And yes, all boats rose. Minorities, hourly workers, The economy exploded. So we have to deal with a very stupid man who's been on the public payroll his entire life. Right out of law school. Who knows nothing about economics. Or anything else for that matter. Go ahead. 
time, we've been able to, since the Johnson administration, and maybe even before that, to begin to change the paradigm. What paradigm are you talking about, idiot? We're talking about truths and lies. It's not a paradigm. That money belongs to you, ladies and gentlemen, and now they're taking it from you and giving it to strangers. They're taking it from you and giving it to illegal aliens. They're taking it from you and giving it to teachers' unions and and others. They're taking it from you and giving it to bureaucrats. That's what they're doing. They're taking your money and solidifying their base and their power. Because if massive spending work, if massive spending work, well, if it worked, then our society, under these left-wing Democrats, would be exploding in growth. There wouldn't be any more poor. There wouldn't be any more need for redistribution of wealth. But there always is. If massive spending and redistribution of wealth worked, Venezuela would be the old Hong Kong. Cuba would be a fantastically wealthy country. And down the list of failed societies. Go ahead. We've seen time and time again that that trickle down does not work. Oh, he's got a word he likes. Two words. Trickle down. Trickle down. Oh, we got to keep using trickle down. I remember they used to call it Reaganomics. (laughs) The greatest economic growth affected every corner of our country. It's trickle down. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Does trickle up work? Will you steal money from the people and feed the government? The governmental monster? Does trickle up work? Where does it work? Go ahead. And by the way, we don't have any against w- wealthy people. You got a great idea. You're going to go out and make millions of dollars. That's fine. And it, it doesn't work. L- listen to how dismissive. You have a great idea. You're going to make millions of dollars. And by the way, he can barely keep his false teeth in his mouth. Have you noticed? Have a great idea. And you make a lot of money. That's what, you don't have a great. We all have great ideas from which we don't make a plug nickel. It's not great idea become a millionaire. It's great idea, and you break your ass to try and figure out how to bring it to market. And you have competitors, and you have a thousand obstacles. Somebody that has a brilliant service or brilliant product and said, oh, we have a great idea. And look at that. We're not against the wealthy. What you talking about? It's the wealthy that financed his damn campaign. Go ahead. But guess what? You got to pay your fair share. Got to pay your fair share. Guess what? You know, Joe Biden didn't pay into Obamacare and some of these other taxes for two years. No. He set up a special tax loophole for himself and Dr. Jill so they wouldn't have. He didn't pay his fair share. How about Hunter's? He paid his fair share. How about that whole damn family? If they paid their fair share, pay your fair share, folks. He's got a government pension that's 50 years worth. Government pension. Government medical coverage. Pay your fair share. People who don't take a damn thing from the federal government, you got to pay your fair share. I pay over 50 cents on the dollar in taxes, property taxes, state income taxes, federal income taxes, capital gains taxes. So what's the fair share? Where is it? And I get so much back for it. What's the fair share? 
Go ahead. You got to pay some because guess what? Folks are making on the, living on the edge. They're paying. Folks living on the edge are not paying. You just gave them four. Folks, the bottom 1% of income earners in this country pay no taxes. It's even more than that. Now, I know some of this blunt talk is upsetting to people. But Joe Biden wants to create tens of millions of victims in order to push forward with his socialist populist agenda. And I'm not putting up with it. We've spent trillions, trillions, trillions and trillions of dollars to try and make poor people rich. Or to try and make poor people less poor. Apparently it's not working. So we need to destroy our economic system, destroy our voting system, destroy our First Amendment and free speech, destroy the Second Amendment. We need to destroy the capitalist system. Because folks, you got to pay your fair share. Go ahead. Again, all it's done is make those at the top richer. You know, I've heard this speech for my entire life from every left-wing dingbat out there. Every one of them. When I was old enough to actually understand and follow us. George McGovern. Walter Mondale. Jimmy Carter. On and on and on. Ted Kennedy. The same damn speech. And usually coming from millionaires. You know, Joe Biden's a multimillionaire. There's no lunch bucket. No lunch bucket at all. Hear the same damn speech over and over and over again. This is a guy that ran the stimulus, uh, excuse me, the uh, shovel-ready project right into the ground. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. As you know, folks, we've set this vaccine issue straight for the last several weeks and I told you I would on Levin TV on Life, Liberty and Levin on radio especially we've set this vaccine matter straight and people are beginning to understand this the last several days that Biden the liar and plagiarist since he was a young man is Biden the liar and plagiarist is an old man it's exactly what he is And by the way, he hasn't given a State of the Union address, and he won't. All he has to do is read a teleprompter, and he won't do it. He has not had a one-man press conference. 
Joe Concha points out in the Hill newspaper that so much time has gone by, this is the first time in a hundred years that this has happened in terms of a press conference. His 15 predecessors all had a press conference by now. He's turning this country inside out and upside down. We have no input in Congress, which is surrounded by a fence with razor wire and our National Guard to prevent us from addressing them directly on Capitol Hill. And that's supposed to come up in May, you see, after the first hundred days of Biden. Imagine the timing. The head of the National Guard in Washington wanted to pull the National Guard, but Biden wouldn't let them. The Secretary of Defense wouldn't let them. I want you to think about this. We have a military encampment around the Capitol building with absolutely no intelligence that it's necessary. None. Where are the civil libertarians? They're dead and gone. The old timers, the Nat Hentoffs and Gaza, they're gone. There aren't any more. We have a president who's fundamentally altering our country through dictatorship like tactics. He's not available for questioning. And the vast majority of the media don't give a damn. This Chuck Todd, wait until you hear him later in the show. This guy is a real stiff. He's a real, he's a mannequin for the left. That's what he is. He's a disgrace. He truly is disgusting. And we're going to get to all this. And so you heard Biden. You heard what he had to say. Then I want you to hear from Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is excited beyond description. So is Representative Pramila Jayapal. She's thrilled to death at what's happening to your country. I'll be right back. This is the show the New York Times is afraid of. Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. We're dealing with incompetent radical ideologues. The Democrat Party now is Bernie Sanders' party. Effectively, Bernie Sanders is running the country. Remember that, that manifesto I used to talk about and I went through with you? Probably one of the only people that actually read it from beginning to end. I talked about it on radio, on Levin TV, on Life, Liberty, and Levin, anywhere I could. That's the Bernie Sanders document. That's what they're implementing. Got almost no press attention at the time it was issued. And here's Bernie Sanders on MSLSD yesterday. Cut to go. What is it you want to say to people like Jeff Bezos this is what right I now want to about say. unionization? You now have... Yeah. It's the same message that I say to the owners of Walmart, the Walton family, the wealthiest family in America. We're living in an economy where the very, very rich are doing phenomenally well. Working families are struggling. Now, let's stop. The very, very rich are doing well, and working families are struggling. You can say that at any point in history... Because working families doesn't have a definition, as opposed to unworking families. Working families 
These are the same people who are putting people out of work at the Keystone XL pipeline. These are the same people who are going to put God knows how many people out of work with their war on energy. Not just the energy industry, but all industries attached to it, which is every industry. They're driving up the cost of gasoline. If they took every single penny from that reprobate Bezos, they're still driving up the cost of your gasoline. If they took every single penny from the Walton family, you wouldn't see any of it. They're still putting, talk about unions, union men and women out of work who are working on pipelines, who are working on oil fields, who are driving trucks with oil, who are engineering trains with oil. They're putting them out of work. They're doing that. And they're also going to drive small businesses out of business. So the billionaires don't matter. They're not taking anything from you, ladies and gentlemen. Bezos, as much as I detest him, he's not taking anything from you. The Walton family's not taking anything from you. When you go into the store and you want to buy toilet paper cheap, you know, eight equals 48 rolls or 48 equals six rolls, whatever. That's your decision. That's fine. That's cheaper than you can get it somewhere else, right? That's why you go there. They're not taking anything from you. Nothing. If the guy next door to you or a gal next door to you earns 10 times what you earn, why does it matter? It matters not in the least. What matters is what they're doing to you. That is the federal government. The guy next door is not doing anything to you. The Walton family, they don't have the power to do anything to you. You make them rich because you go to Walmart. You make Bezos rich because you go on Amazon. But they're not getting rich at your expense. And in some cases, they're getting rich because they're able to figure out how to make your life easier, how to make your purchases cheaper. So one has nothing to do with the other. Absolutely nothing to do with the other. Bezos isn't hoarding all the cash in America. The Walton family is not hoarding all the cash in America. They have no power over you whatsoever. So don't go to Walmart anymore. There you've punished them. Don't go online on, on Amazon anymore. There you've punished them. But you want to go to Walmart and you want to use Amazon. That's how they get rich. Great. Who cares? But it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Your biggest expense is taxes. Whether they're taxes on gasoline, taxes on your purchase where your state puts a sales tax in, whether it's your property taxes, vast majority of us have to pay state income taxes, whether it's federal income taxes, for the vast majority of the middle class, not workers, whatever that means, that's another communist line, for the vast majority of Americans, your biggest expense is your tax bill. Multiple tax bills. Why do you think people are leaving New York for Florida? Because of Jeffrey Bezos? Because of the Walton family? No, because they can't afford New York anymore. Why do you think people are leaving California for other states? Is it because of Amazon? Is it because of, of Walmart? Of course not. It's because of what government's doing to you. And I'll tell you something else, Sanders. We get a hell of a lot more for our dollar, like it or not, on Amazon and Walmart than we do when our property taxes go up to increase teachers' salaries who aren't working. Go ahead. Jeff, 
you're worth $182 billion. Who cares? And by the way, you know what that means? It's not, he's not, it doesn't have it in his mattress. That's all the infrastructure, all the trucks, all the buildings, all the this, that, and the other. It's not like he can cash out. But why does it matter? He's providing more services and benefits to you and all of us than the federal government is. What about police? That's not federal. What about fire? That's not federal. What about your streets? Most of it's not federal. What about your schools? That's not federal. The number one job today of the federal government is to redistribute wealth from you to somebody else. That's their number one activity. And it's unconstitutional. But that's their one, number one activity. Go ahead. A lot of money. What is your problem with allowing workers in Alabama to organize for better wages and for better What working? is your problem with letting people decide on their own, Sanders? Why don't you side with individual human beings rather than unions or parties or anything else? Let the people decide. Let the people decide. And by the way, here's the the irony. Jeff Bezos can afford anything. But you can't. You can't afford anything. You can't afford everything. So when they drive up the price of gasoline in the name of the environment, when they drive up the cost of packages in the name of units, when they drive up the cost of energy in the name of the environment, all these other things, look at the hypocrisy. They don't even make the same arguments. They're, they're perplexing. Why are they doing this? Because it's about government power. Government power. Go ahead. You can afford to pay them more. And to the Walton family that owns Walmart, you're the richest family in America. Why are you having a starting wage of $11 an hour? Now, let me ask you a question. When I go into Walmart, Mr. Producer, I see all these signs about health care and training and getting an education and stuff like that. Do you see that? I see it at McDonald's. I see it everywhere. These are entry-level jobs, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they are. They're entry-level jobs, or for seniors, I notice, it's additional income on top of whatever their pension is and whatever Social Security is. Unless you're in management in the store at a Walmart, it's not really a career or profession. This is not in any way a put-down. This is an explanation of reality. And so it's not a matter of a living wage. We don't know every person who works at Walmart. We don't know every person who works at McDonald's, we don't know who all these people are. But we do know that Sanders isn't right when he paints with a broad brush. He's not right. This man will never come on this program to debate me. He will never come on my Fox show. He won't debate me. He will not do it. And we have tried repeatedly. Go ahead. Workers have to go on public assistance, supplemented by... Public assistance? You're subsidizing the health. This last bill that passed, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are two-income family, you're in $150,000, not more, but $150,000, you're getting a stimulus check. You're getting it. Your spouse is getting it. You're both getting stimulus checks. You're in $150,000. This guy wrote that bill. He wrote that bill. So don't listen to him. He's a liar, 
like most commies, he's a liar. All right, I'll be right back. Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Pramila Jayapala, I believe, whatever, Congresswoman, uh, on MSLSD yesterday. Again, they reveal themselves and they reveal Joe Biden. Cut one, go. Well, I think for many of us as progressives, uh, Joe Biden, to be totally frank, was not our first choice uh, during the election last year. We were afraid that perhaps he wouldn't be as bold as he needed to be, given all the crises that are facing us. But I have to tell you that um, I think that President Biden has come out with a transformational agenda, with a bold progressive agenda. And he came out with this package for $1.9 trillion last Proudly, proudly made the case to the American people, made the case to Congress. Uh, he's so cool, that Joe Biden. The fact that he's uh, basically borderline idiot, that's okay. That's all right. What's the big deal? He's, he's really turned out great. All right, I want to swerve into another matter. Chuck Todd. Is Chuck Todd a newsman, ladies and gentlemen? Am I allowed to use the word man? I don't think I am. Am I, Mr. Producer? Is he a news it? Is he a news it? Maybe that's a good word for idiot, news idiot. Anyway, is he a news it, ladies and gentlemen? Well, let's see. I want you to see. Now, he's a Democrat. His wife's a big Democrat operative. They make a lot of money. They're in and about Washington, D.C., so they have a pulse of, you know, Georgetown. And he brings in Stacey Abrams, who's a left-wing hack, trying to destroy our electoral system in the name, of course, of civil rights. That's how we do it now. But let's listen to Chuck Todd. And so the question is, is Chuck Todd a fool, a fraud, or a phony, or a fake? Just listen to how he poses this. Cut six, go. If that doesn't happen, um, what, what what is your next hope of trying to prevent some of these... Uh, radical changes that are being proposed around the country. So we have radical changes being proposed by Republican state legislatures, you know, like limiting or eliminating mail-in voting, other security requirements like 
signature matching, witnesses for absentee ballots, promoting in-person voting. You know, what we used to do as a nation and was never considered all that radical. Now he poses it. Radical changes, says Chuck Todd. This guy is so stupid. He's such a clown. But I'm not done. Meet the depressed. You know, whatever happened to our friend Tim? He's destroyed Meet the Depressed. But here he is again with Dr. Fauci. Let's just listen to the... I'm not even giving you the answers. Listen to the way he poses the question. Cut 10, go. You know, when you think about, sadly, having to prepare for this again, right? And I know there's a lot of folks who who think that, you know, due to climate change and due to the globalization in general, it's inevitable we're going to deal with more and more viruses. So here you go. So, ladies, climate change, we're going to deal with more viruses. That's exactly what happened in communist China. It was climate change that did this. Climate change. This is a top guy at NBC News. A top guy at NBC News. You know, in the old days, these old guys, they were quite liberal. But they were relatively intelligent. Here we have radical leftists who are dumb as doorknobs. The Chuckster, Chuck Todd. See, he, he incorporates the leftist agenda in the, in the form of a question. You know, uh, in fact, let's take it at the top and let's listen to Fauci's answer. Cut 10, go. You know, when you think about, sadly, having to prepare for this again, right? And I know there's a lot of folks who, who think that, you know, due to... See, they like iron-fisted tyranny. They like the fact that the Capitol building is surrounded and they keep talking about an insurrection. While ignoring what goes on night after night to the federal courthouse in Portland. Go ahead. The globalization in general, it's inevitable we're going to deal with more and more viruses like this. Um, the biggest lesson you're, you're going to take away to prepare for the next one. You know, there are a couple of lessons, Chuck. There are, there are lessons domestically. There are lessons public health-wise, scientifically. Let's take global to begin with. We have to have a better global health security network of interconnectivity, of communication. Well, of where trans- the hell have you been for 50 years, genius? We have to have. No, I. That would be you. Remember what I said about that word, we, means you don't take any responsibility. No, you, pal, you're getting $417,000 a year. $417,000 a year. Great job, by the way. What, what number are we on now? They blame Trump. It's, it's, it's sickening. The whole thing is sickening. They blame Trump. Fauci, no. Fauci didn't. The Fauci, no way. So Chuck Todd is a, is a, uh, he's a mannequin. We're not allowed to talk about genitalia, and I think in his case, that's probably right. He's a mannequin. They put clothes on him. They move his mouth, and he's basically a, a Democrat. Pretty much it. And we have the Bernie Sanders agenda ripping through our country. When we come back, and this is important, the Washington compost has been caught again. I wonder what Philip Bump and the other morons over there at the Post think. Or even the chairman of the board over there, such a Trump hater. I wonder, I wonder, 
You see, ladies and gentlemen, they've been lying through their teeth about a phone call that President Trump had with Georgia officials. Lying through their teeth. In fact, the way the liberal Hill puts it, and it's liberal, Trump did not tell the investigator to find the fraud or say she would be a national hero if she did so. Remember all that talk before the the election in Georgia? Trump urged the investigator to scrutinize ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, asserting she would find dishonesty there. He also told her that she had the most important job in the country right now. He never said what the Washington Post said he said. He never pressured her to do anything untoward or illegal. And now, now, January goes to February, February to March. Over two months later, over two months later, they find the audio. And once again, Donald Trump did not do what the media said he did. And I'm going to discuss this further when I return. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, So the Washington Post accused Donald Trump and the rest of the media followed of pressuring Georgia officials to find fraud, to find it, find the fraud. January 5th, big story, splashed all the headlines. Then there was the big election in, in Georgia the next day in which the two Republicans lost. It's been over two months, ladies and gentlemen, over two months since then. Which is really quite shocking what took place here. And so, something very interesting happened. Somebody found the recording of what took place and got it to the Wall Street Journal news people. So the new audio of the phone call, as our friend at Right Scoop, Brian, points out, vindicates Trump, was deleted by the Georgia investigator and found in her trash section of her own computer. Earlier today, points out at Right Scoop, we told you about the Washington Post issuing a major correction to a story they ran in early January, where they accused President Trump of demanding that a Georgia investigator, quote, find the fraud, unquote. And they had... One unnamed source. Their correction last week, admitting that, according to the newly unearthed recording, Trump never said that. Now we're learning more about the audio of this phone call that was unearthed last week, as it turns out. 
It was deleted by the Georgia investigator herself and found in the trash can of her device. Even CNN had to take note. Officials in Georgia's Secretary of State's office located a recently released recording of former President Trump's call to a state investigator in a trash folder on her device. A state official familiar with the situation confirmed the discovery of the call comes after state officials originally told CNN that they did not think audio of the call existed. The audio file of the December 23, I'm sorry, it was a December 23 call, not the 5th. December 23 call between former president and investigator Francis Watson was discovered as the Georgia Secretary of State's office responded to a public records request. The, personal, the person familiar spoke with CNN on the condition of anonymity to describe the internal process. And by the way, as a result of that, the Republican Secretary of State asked for criminal investigations of Donald Trump. Francis Watkins, the investigator, declined comment to CNN through the Georgia Secretary of State's press office. Watson told CNN affiliate WSB-TV investigative reporter Mark Wynn that she had recorded the December call from Trump for posterity. She's an investigator. You don't record things for posterity. They're trying to set Trump up. It's not every day that probably will never happen again in my lifetime, she told WSB. It's still not clear why Watson moved the audio of the call to her trash folder. But Watson told Wine that even though she was surprised Trump called her, she did not perceive any pressure from his phone call. She has said that before, that she did not perceive any pressure from his phone call, yet she recorded it. You record the President of the United States in a phone call, and then it winds up in your trash folder on your device, Mr. Medusa. Does that make any sense to you? Then you read in the paper, the Washington Post taking the lead of flat-out lies about the call. Flat-out lies about the call. And you still don't check your device? You still don't remember putting it into the trash can of the device, ladies and gentlemen? You know, I feel so bad for Trump. I really do. There was tons of fraud, but most of all, the constitutional fraud that took place in the last election. And you are not allowed to talk about it because they have it boxed in. Then you incite an insurrection. And on top of that, you upset people. You upset the broadcast company. You do this, you do that. It's such crap. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2. And now that state legislatures are trying to put what the Democrats did back in the constitutional box, they were attacked by Chuck Todd as radicals. Because Chuck Todd is a Democrat fraud. He's a, he's a buffoon. Why people watch Meet the Press with this clown, I'll never know. Can anybody tell me what this clown has added to a single program on Meet the Press? He's even dumber than George Stephanopoulos. Now look, that's, that's a bridge. Not too far. It's a far bridge, but nonetheless, he walks it. Well, President Trump issued a statement. Actually, what, about an hour ago, Mr. Producer? He said the Washington Post, and it was a long correction that the Washington Compost had to put out there. Was it signed by the chairman of the board there? I don't think so. Washington Post just issued a correction as to the contents of the incorrectly reported phone call I had 
with respect to voter fraud in the great state of Georgia. While I appreciate the post-correction, which immediately makes the Georgia witch hunt a non-story, the original story was a hoax right from the very beginning. I would further appreciate a strong investigation into Fulton County, Georgia, and the Stacey Abrams political machine, which I believe would totally change the course of the presidential election in Georgia. Hey, Chuck Todd, you had this information on Sunday. Wouldn't you have had this information on Sunday, Mr. Producer? I think he would have. Why didn't you pursue it, Todd? My God, you're a disgrace. So is that damn network you work for. President went on, Fulton County has not been properly audited for vote or signature verification. That's true. They only looked at areas of the state where they were most likely would be few uh, problems, rather. And even there, they found large numbers of mistakes, the president said. We're seeking to find and reveal the large-scale election fraud which took place in Georgia. Many residents agree and so forth. The consent decree signed by Raffensperger and Stacey Abrams, this has been my point from day one with respect to Georgia, was not approved by the Georgia state legislature and therefore should be deemed invalid. And the election result changed. Remember, it was a 12,000 vote difference. Why the governor Raffensperger ever approved this consent decree is one of the great questions. We look forward to an answer. I'll tell you why. They don't like you. They're rhinos. And they're, and they're cowards. That's why. The president went on. You will notice the establishment media errors, omissions, mistakes, and outright lies always slant one way. Against me and against Republicans. Meanwhile, stories that hurt Democrats or undermine their narratives are buried, ignored, or delayed. So they can do the least harm, for example, after an election is over. Trump said, look no further than the negative coverage of the vaccine that preceded the election and the overdue celebration of the vaccine once the election had concluded. A strong democracy requires a fair and honest press. This latest media travesty underscores that legacy media outlets should be regarded as political entities, not journalistic enterprises. In any event, I thank the Washington Post for the correction. Now, ladies and gentlemen, all of you, half a million of you, who purchased or read Unfreedom of the Press, perhaps more read it as books are handed down and so forth. You know all this. You know that the media as constructed today, as propagandists today, as promoting pseudo-events today, is, excuse me, are the enemy of the people. They're dividing this country in a thousand ways. And they won't hold Biden to account. They won't hold the Democrats to account. They don't inform the American people of what's taking place. It is a shocking propaganda machine. That's exactly what it is. Now, I want you to listen to this montage put together by our friends at Grabian. Media hypes the Washington Post story, which was a lie from beginning to end. And the Washington Post went with it, even though they had no way to substantiate it. The Washington Post pushed this story out. Go ahead. Another week, another call. NBC News confirming that President Trump called Georgia's chief elections investigator to, quote, find the fraud, saying that official would be, quote, a national hero. President Trump personally called Georgia's lead elections investigator and demanded that person produce evidence which didn't exist and, quote, find the fraud, adding that if they did so, they would be a, quote, national hero. The Washington Post reported yesterday 
yesterday that President Trump called a Georgia election investigator and pressured him to, quote, find the fraud. I'd stop. First of all, it was a her, you idiot, or an it at the very least. And as it turns out, I just want to reiterate, he didn't pressure anybody to do anything. It's amazing. These phone calls that they tape, the president is perfectly fine in these phone calls. He raises questions. He's not pressuring anybody to do anything. And there they go again. Go ahead. Pressured an election investigator to find the fraud again, not the phone call out of Georgia. Another one. We now know of um, a second. There's so much uh, a second call from President Trump to Georgia officials about trying to overturn the election. Uh, He reportedly told uh, an elections investigator in Cobb County to, quote, find the fraud, and then that person would be a national hero. Trump making that call was essentially interfering in an active investigation when he asked the top investigator to, quote, find the fraud, saying that that official would be a, quote, national hero if that person did so. Now, there was a second call to another elections official in your state to, quote, find the fraud. Well, I was pleased to see that uh, this kind of pressure of our Secretary of State was added to the articles of impeachment. NBC News confirming a Washington Post report revealing that President Trump placed... Stop right there. NBC confirmed a Washington Post story that was a lie? Has anybody asked NBC how they did that? NBC confirmed... A Washington Post story that was a lie. This is Chuck Todd's network. This is Andrea Mitchell's network. This is Joe Scarborough's network. NBC confirmed a lie? How did they do that, Mr. Produce? How did they do that, America? Look how this works. Really a bunch of scum. I don't know what other word to use. Go ahead. Georgia election officials pressuring them to, and I quote, find the fraud while trying to overturn the result. And I quote, he never did that, unquote, because now we have the audio and he didn't say that. No, these people aren't the enemy of the people. They're trying to do their very best. They really are. They're working very hard. They're not partisan Trump haters and partisan Biden lovers. They're not pushing a radical socialist agenda. No, 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 no. These aren't Democrats in journalist clothing. Oh, you must be a right-wing white supremacist nut. Go ahead. Late last month, the president called Georgia's lead elections investigator, urging them to, quote, find the fraud. This was first reported by the Washington Post. Now we are also learning of another call, first reported by the Washington Post and confirmed by our colleague Jason Morris, uh, that the president called one of these uh, investigators in the state of Georgia who was investigating election fraud uh, and urged him to, quote, find the fraud. Wait a minute. They confirmed it, too. Whoever they are. Another network confirmed the Washington Post was right, when in fact the Washington Post admitted today in a long correction that they weren't. As a matter of fact, the Washington Post lied. But they confirmed it. This other media outlet confirmed it. How can you believe these people? Go ahead. And also uh, encouraging him that he would become a national hero if indeed he did find evidence of voter fraud in that state. All Boldface lies. They confirmed nothing. Washington Post's story was a lie. They went with it anyway because it hurt Trump. And this is the nature of the beast we're dealing with, the beast being the media. 
which largely speaks with one. You know, there's a few exceptions. Brett Baer, Bill Hemmer, two or three others. That's it. That's it. Just lie after lie after lie. It's like the president was trying to explain before the election, including my interview in September. Our vaccines are on the way. They're going to be on the way. End of October, early November, sometime like that. And those two companies, Pfizer and Moderna, sat on them. And I suspect there's going to be an inside story one day. I don't know this firsthand. That Trump had to fight with the FDA to get this stuff done. I guarantee it. I I don't know, but I guarantee it. These things don't just happen. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Now, ladies and gentlemen, did you know the filibuster rule is racist? The filibuster rule is racist. How is the filibuster rule racist? You see, the hardcore neo-Marxist left equates their agenda with racism, genderism, whateverism they want. That's that's, That's how they play this game. So the filibuster rule is racist. How so? And requiring voter ID is racist. So let's put this to the test. Let's put it to the test. Joe Biden is in charge of the TSA, is he not? He's in charge of the TSA. So the next time you're going to take a flight, tell them, no, you don't get to see my ID because it's racist. And since Joe Biden is the new president of the United States and he opposes racism, no, I'm not showing you my ID to get on that plane because it's racist. Joe Biden's in charge of all the federal buildings. He requires you to wear a mask. Now, of course, that's not racist. That's not racist, wearing a mask. How much does it cost you to get a a driver's license ID? Well, in almost every state, if you can't afford it, which, of course, is ridiculous, they will give you one for free if you can demonstrate you can't afford it. What is it, two bucks? So that's a lie to begin with. But a driver's license is cheaper than a box of masks, I can tell you that. But in any event, next time you're to go into a federal building, tell them, no, I'm not showing you an ID because it's racist. 
Next time you go into the Supreme Court, I'm not showing you an ID. It's racist. It's racist. Anywhere and any time you're required to use an ID involving the federal government or a blue state or a blue city, you tell them, no, it's racist. You don't get to see my ID. It's incredible. So somebody by the name of Latosha Brown, Black Voters Matter co-founder. Latosha Brown on CNN, yes. See, here's part of the problem. Our news media bring these radical crackpots, these nutjobs, on these networks. White, black, Latinx, professors, street actors, it doesn't matter. They bring these nutjobs on to promote this agenda. If they're not stupid themselves, you know, like Chuck Todd. So here's Latosha Brown. I'm afraid to say she. What is it? Oh, I only have 30 seconds, so I can't play this till we come back, right? When we come back, Latosha Brown, who runs Black Voters Matter, co-founder on CNN yesterday, saying you have to end the filibuster to stop the racist GOP voter ID laws. I didn't know they were GOP voter ID laws. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Mark Levin, tough as hell. That's why I like Mark Levin. And I'm not sure a lot of people like him. He's tough as hell. But I like him. I love him. Call in now. 877-381-3811. Good man there. Good man there for sure. Latosha Brown. Latosha Brown, a Black Voters Matter co-founder. She's so important. She's on CNN yesterday. CNN and MSNBC, they give platforms to these truly radical nutjobs. Cut seven, go. You know, I think that the next move is, I think when we're looking at what's happening in the Senate right now, we're going to have to end the filibuster. You know, I just... Why? Why? Why do we have to end the filibuster? Why? To push through a radical Marxist agenda? That's not going to help black people, brown people, yellow people, white people, any people. So we should end the filibuster. Because it's 50-50 in the Senate. And maybe there's a Democrat or two that might vote with the Republicans, which means Kamala Harris's vote is irrelevant. 
she can only vote to break a tie. So we have to end the filibuster, right? We have to end the Electoral College, right? Because all of them are racist. Go ahead. Okay, that the Republicans have enough integrity or courage that they will literally stand for voting rights. Matter of fact, they've been quite open about And what voting right do I oppose? What voting right do I oppose? Do I oppose American citizens from voting? You just have to follow the rules. Everybody has to follow the rules, regardless of your race. Go ahead. But they've been very open about their intention to really be able to shut the process, to close the process, so that all Americans are not participating. No, that's a lie. Tell me, which American who wanted to part... Folks, it's about time these people be pressed against the wall. I mean, obviously, not literally, politically. And demand questions be answered. Which American or Americans... We're not allowed to vote. They have a federal civil right under the Civil Rights Act of 65 called the Voting Rights Act. They still have the power to bring a federal claim. So which people are bringing federal claims? It's not like they're, we don't have enough left-wing Democrat litigators out there. So who is it that's not allowed to participate exactly? I want to know their name or names. And exactly where is this happening? Who are they? Stop talking about groups. Start talking about people, individuals. Enough with the platitudes. Go ahead. I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to see the Senate. They're going to have to end the filibuster so that we can get some sweeping changes made in this country that is going to expand it for all. There you go. There you go. End the filibuster for sweeping change. Remember that word sweeping? I was mocking it the other day. The purpose of the Senate, even without the filibuster, used to be to stop sweeping change. Deliberative, thoughtful, the full body politic gets to participate. None of that's going on. Get rid of the filibuster. If you're going to have sweeping change, ladies and gentlemen, you need more than a temporary majority or a temporary faction. The entire body politic, that is society, needs to buy into it. They're trying to impose their radical agenda and their will on each and every one of us. That's why they want to get rid of the filibuster. That's why they don't want to debate. They want to call names and degrade. If you don't support it, you're obviously a racist who opposes voting. It's that simple. You're a racist who opposes voting. That's all. And we have this out of Don Lemon, Dean Lemon. This is why you hate the media, regardless of your background or race. And this is why the media are the enemies of the people. Don Lemon, cut eight, go. I'm glad that Donald Trump is behind us because I don't listen. I so don't, what is not Donald Trump's been out of office now? Going on two months. Going on two months. This clown and he is a clown. This clown doesn't really want to pursue the issues when it comes to Biden or. trillion dollars or questions about the debt what's going on to little brown kids trying to get across the country migrants who are being sexually abused he doesn't want to talk about those kids and he doesn't talk about those kids he's not going to criticize joe biden for what's going on to those kids on the border They want you to believe they're the humanitarians. They're the ones with open arms. Don Lemon has no, no uh, play in this game. He's not doing a damn thing on the border. Except cheering what's going on. 
I don't know the last time he's been to the border. Go ahead. I'm glad that Donald Trump is behind us because I don't listen. I don't. If you believe in policy and politics, I'm not a political person. There wasn't much about policy that Donald Trump said or did or believed in or accomplished. Mostly, what he did do is uh, serve to divide the country. But he also exposed the racism and the original sin of this country, which is slavery and racism and Jim Crow. And I think we were basically well, living. Jim Crow's not original, you idiot. In the 1950s and 60s. But we didn't need anybody to expose slavery to us. We're all quite familiar with what took place. People actually laid down their lives to end it, including a president by the name of Abraham Lincoln. You have done zippo, except be a propagandist for the Democrat Party, a propagandist for radicals within the Democrat Party, an anti-Trumper, Now you wrap yourself in race. It's got to be, look how they expose themselves, racist. And what exactly did Donald Trump do that was racist? Secure the border so little kids wouldn't be crossing, wouldn't be molested? To prevent drug cartels from from, uh, uh, getting into our country? Wow, that's racist. What else did he do that was racist? Criminal justice reform? Massive economic growth that affected all the communities, including the black community? Push for school choice. Boy, those are the acts of a racist. How about what we used to call enterprise, or they call now opportunity zones in these communities? Tell me, Don Lemon, what did Obama do for these communities? But there is no way you can call Donald Trump a racist based on what he did. Just appalling. So in other words, here's the deal, just so all of you know. If you don't embrace the Democrat Party... If you don't embrace this neo-Marxist, if not, which is a very radical agenda, if you don't embrace the, the demise of your own constitution, of your own form of government, then obviously you're a racist. And yet if we did all those things, everybody in this country, regardless of complexion, background, faith, or genitalia, would suffer, except the upper elites, of course, But virtually everybody else would suffer. Yes. And yet they just keep abusing minorities in this country by pretending that they would support this sort of thing. It's really grotesque. And to show you how unserious and inhumane Nancy Pelosi is, I want you to listen to this. She was on ABC's This Week. You notice how they've spread out all over the place. Pelosi's out there. Fauci's out there. Fauci is on all these shows every day, every night. The guy, the guy has a job to do, doesn't he? Apparently not. Cut 11. Go. The, actually, the facts are these. There are more children, uh, about six, 700 more children, unaccompanied children, coming o- over the border. Actually, it's more than, <laughs> it's more than six or 700, uh, <laughs> Matilda. <laughs> it really is. It's thousands. <laughs> Go ahead. 
the, uh, this is a humanitarian challenge to all of us. Uh, what the administration has inherited is a broken system at the border, and they are working to correct that in the children's interest. I'm so pleased. <laughs> They're working to correct it by gathering up more of these children who come across illegally and have been abused. We're gathering up more, and we're not putting them in cages. No, we're putting them in, uh, what do you call those things, Mr. Producer? Yeah, We're putting them in boxes. Freight boxes. And then we're cutting little windows open for them. <laughs> so they can see the sun and breathe. <laughs> we're humane. We're Democrats. <laughs> Go ahead. As a temporary measure, has sent FEMA to the border in order to help facilitate the children going from one 72-hour issue into where they are cared for. Ah, oh, you're a rambling bum. You know, between her and Biden. It's like a padded room where they're bouncing off. Who, who is the, the, who's the dumbest of them all? I mean, just think about it. Her. She knows that she lies and lies. And the media are scared of her. They, even the media that show up to talk to her, they're scared of her. Don't say anything. She might dismiss you. She might walk out. And that's the thing. Here's Biden. If he doesn't like, he just walks away. She doesn't, she just walks away. The compound called the Capitol building is surrounded by the military. So you can't get access to these people to actually confront them. And I mean peacefully, like we used to civilly. Can't get access. The the press can't get access to Biden. And 90% of the press doesn't care. They're rooting him on under their mass and behind their breath. Go, 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 Joe. Go, go. It's sickening. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. So as we told you a couple of weeks ago, Officer Sicknick was not murdered with a fire extinguisher, so the media lied about that. We now know today that no, Donald Trump never threatened the investigator in Georgia. Even The media lied about that. For years, they lied about Russia collusion, that if we bring up the election and even bring up the constitutional aspects that were violated under the election... We're inciting people. Then we further learn that the so-called insurrection occurred without a single weapon. 
No weapon was found. Nobody was arrested for using a weapon or having a weapon. And the only gunfire was from the uh, Capitol Police officer. So that's another lie. But we could be on TV, you know, on radio all night going through that, couldn't we? I think we could. Lisa, Prescott, Arizona, XM Satellite. How are you, Lisa? I'm doing great, Mark. Thank you. Go right ahead. Okay. Okay. Um, I basically uh, wanted to say you're right about the press because I was a, a newspaper editor in Houston. Of course, that was back in the 80s when we actually practiced journalism, mm-hmm. not what passes for it now. And I'm appalled by my former profession and almost embarrassed to tell people what I used to do because it bears no resemblance. But in addition to that, since 95, when I left Houston, I have lived on a border adjacent or in a border county, except for the last um, couple of years off and on. Uh, Prescott, Arizona is not border adjacent, but it's people don't understand when they haven't experienced it. They don't know what it's like to have to have your. No, no, no. You have Nancy Pelosi from San Francisco. You have Chuck Schumer's from New York City. You have Biden, who's from Wilmington. You don't have a single one of them that has lived in, experienced, and have close family anywhere along that border. It's it's appalling. They don't they don't understand what it's like to live. We had a safe room constructed in our house that had magnetic. It looked like a air conditioning vent, and at the opposite end because we live six miles out from town, and we had to tell our daughter if somebody comes through while we're not there. And these are not the these are not the migrants that used to come. And I don't like that word, but to come. We're looking for a job. They were walking to San Antonio. A lot lot of these people are, in fact, drug traffickers and other kinds of criminals. Yes, I have rancher friends, and they have signs up in Otero County, New Mexico, where we lived um, after West Texas. And it says, if you, you know, see a backpack, do not go try to pick it up. These no, and, and, and I'm not saying all of them, obviously, but, you know, when you're living there, how are you supposed to sort through the good from the not so good? We've had friends near Brackettville that had to leave their sixth generation ranch that was a cattle ranch because every night there were incursions, vehicle incursions from Mexico mm-hmm. where the cartels are coming through. They shot at their house and their daughter went uh, within our Girl Scout troop. Um, the people had to leave and live in a mobile home that was rented and run their cattle on rented land in Valverde County because All right. it's just— All right, we get the drift, Lisa, and you're exactly right, my friend. I just want to slip in another, but you're exactly right. I appreciate your call. Patrick, Huntington Beach, California, KRLA, 870 The Answer, where we're live and national. Go! That's very good. Yes, I live in a red dot, a red city, in a communist state of California. Congratulations. And uh, I used to I used to live in New York, so I'm very familiar with both coasts. And it is amazing the vocabulary that I've heard from all over for many, many years. But you nailed it last night. Thank you very much. Propaganda is the is what we're experiencing. They've been doing it for years, but they're really double down, quadruple down. It's sick. These people, they just 
they don't care what the truth is anymore. You, you know, there's a law, I think, or a Senate rule or something in the Capitol. You're in the Capitol. You don't you can you can lie. You can lie like a rug. Mm-hmm. And then F. Chuck Todd just turns around and repeats it as if it's truth. And they just do it over and over. Last yesterday, I don't watch Sunday morning shows anymore. Sunday Me morning either. shows with McLaughlin. Except, uh, except, oh, that was a great show, McLaughlin. I watch uh, Bartiroma. I think she's terrific. And, uh, and of course, the Sunday uh, Fox and Friends show. Thank you, my friend. We salute all you heroes out there. I'll be back tomorrow. And we'll have more to discuss. Take care. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.